Hello and good evening. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host and friend, Sherry Golightly. As a quick disclaimer, I am not a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Please do not substitute this podcast for any mental health therapy that you may need. In this podcast, I am here to share my journey as a newly single mommy of two boys. I recently left a very toxic marriage of 11 years. My ex-husband was and is struggling with a methamphetamine addiction. I was the codependent wife. I made the decision to leave so that I can have the ability to heal and rediscover myself. I found that being in that marriage, it wasn't good for not just me, but my children. Dealing with somebody that has any type of addiction, it's not easy. And that is why I am here to share my journey. And as my chapter unfolds, I hope that I can provide help and possibly empower those in the same situation to find strength within themselves and give themselves that chance to rebuild and restart their life. So once again, thanks for listening. It has been a few days since the last time I've recorded. I wanted to take a moment and just really take a break from everything. But of course, with these situations, there's always going to be something that comes back to life or, you know, there's never really any peace. (laughs) The peace will come eventually, like true peace. Um, But From what I've noticed, as long as you have things going on with the divorce, things are never going to be peaceful and people will always have their opinions. And I just, I started to wonder, when is it that I will have this peace and quiet and when will life be more calm? Well, unfortunately... It'll take some time. It's only been, for me, it's kind of um, interesting because it's literally felt like it's been close to a year already. But truly, it's only been three months. Um, It's amazing how quickly time flies. But at the same time, you're like, is this not flying? Can this, like, fly faster? But with that being said, I've had a few, I've had a few, um, encounters, if you will. I've had a few, um, interesting things happen. And, um, you know, in continuation to the last two episodes that I've spoken of, you know, that you'll, you'll always have those moments where, you know, you think that everything is going to be calm and then all of a sudden it's like somebody just pops up like a little hedgehog or not a hedgehog but a groundhog (laughs) and uh, sometimes it can be not so pleasant but uh, one thing that I failed or I may have mentioned it but one thing that I think I 
don't mention as much as far as like the, um, you know, the substance abuse and being codependent is actually um, many people that are, um, you know, uh, using any type of substance uh, or, you know, they are addicts, a lot of them have that narcissistic behavior. They're narcissists, to put it bluntly. And um, it's funny because somebody else had mentioned that to me. She, this was actually a um, manager of mine. Um, she did share her story and she told me that, you know, usually, uh, you know, if there's substance abuse involved, there's usually, you know, or I mentioned that the, per that, you know, my ex had narcissistic characteristics and, um, you know, it's like it was a pretty uh, spot-on guess that there was uh, substance abuse involved because she had mentioned that those two usually go hand-in-hand. Hand. And, um, you know, that is a topic that I think we should touch base on, you know, more often because a lot of us don't realize that we are in a narcissistic relationship. And um, when you are in that type of relationship, it it really does cause a strain because, you know, you may not realize it, but you are being abused and you're being manipulated. So, and you know, that's, that's mental abuse right there. You're being trained <laughs> to react to certain things. And these people know exactly how you react. They know exactly what you, you know, what will push your buttons and what will set you off. And, you know, they will portray you to be very emotionally unstable, which is just, it can be very frustrating. And um, sometimes you find maybe there's something wrong with me. That's when you start questioning yourself. Well, I don't want to get into full-blown details, but one of the issues that I've had is... Um, of course, when you are in a long-term relationship, you tend to have mutual friends or there's other people that, you know, also, you know, even close people in your big or your circle. It could be friends, it could be family or what have you. And of course, when you guys share uh, children together, everybody will have their opinions and you know, um, everybody is hoping to keep that unit, you know, that unit together. And, um, you know, so th there's been, there's been a few instance, uh, instances with, um, having to deal with that type of, um, situation. It can get a little bit, you know, frustrating, but, you know, it's like I did feel a little bit um, bad about that because who wouldn't, you know, especially when you feel as if you've gone through a lot and, um, you know, it, it's kind of funny because um, I realized that, you know, there are certain times where I just felt as if I wasn't being taken seriously or I was just you know, um, being painted to be the person that was actually the perpetrator, if you will. Well, 
Today I happened to listen to this amazing um, video on YouTube. The name of this beautiful woman is uh, From Surviving to Thriving. You should definitely check her out. Um, she speaks very, you know, um, openly about um, being in a narcissistic uh abusive relationship uh, I, I I was watching this video and it says a common mistake that people make when they leave a narcissist and uh, I watched it and it really hit home because I truly was feeling a little okay I was feeling very bad about uh, certain things that happened over the weekend and um, when I was listening to this woman I was not expecting I was like okay what exactly is the common mistake I would really like to know and she said that okay when you're in the beginning stages of your um, you know when you finally decide that you've had enough and you've left you know you tend to google you know all of the you know the symptoms of a narcissistic relationship or abuse and you, you start putting things together and you have these you know in enlightening moments where you're just like wow I I went through that that's what happened to me and then you get empowered because you listen to other people's stories and, you know, you feel that you want to share with others and your friends and you want to let them know that this is the things that you went through and you try to show them proof and you have all this evidence. But she was saying that that's actually a mistake. That's a mistake because um, there's some people that will not believe you. And the reason why is because a lot of the times the narcissists know exactly how you will react, as I mentioned. They know exactly, you know, what buttons to push. And um, they will call out your, you know, your reactions to things. Like, for example, they'll say something along the lines of, Okay, well, she's really upset. She's going to paint me out to be this person. And, you know, they're going to act as if they're very good at manipulating. And that's the, that's the sad part of it is they know how to talk their way through. And, um, you know, the biggest mistake, and I've been guilty of this, is trying to expose the narcissist. And it ends up blowing up in your face because they look at you like, what are you doing? What are you trying to prove? And, you know, um, they don't believe you. And, of course, you just, so. They say that the best thing to do is to focus on you instead of using all of that energy to try to expose the narcissist, focus on you. And so today... After enduring all of the nonsense that I've endured the last few weekends or the last few days, past few days this weekend, I received very disturbing messages from, um, we'll just say, my ex-husband's special interest. And... Um, you know, that right there, of course, when you get these messages, you could always, 
you know, it makes you want to just screenshot and have evidence and show them that you have, you have proof. But there's no point in that. And I am very glad that I saw that video before I received those ridiculous text messages. Because otherwise, I would have gotten riled up and said things I didn't need to see. So what I ended up doing was just cutting them off. And they say also, make sure in order to get rid of a narcissist, you know, or stop the abuse, is you literally have to cut the narcissist off. That's the best thing to do. Well, you know, um, I could see that, you know, she was still typing. So I just cut her off and I said, you know what, I don't care what you have to say. I'm blocking you. You're, you're an idiot. And so you give them attention. You give them power. There's no use. There's no reason for you to do that anymore. Especially if you've made the decision to leave. Just focus on you. And you know what? There's always going to be people that are going to tell you that you should have done this or you should work it out. But the reality is these people did not walk in your shoes. They have no idea what you went through and you do not owe anybody an explanation. You knew that you were abused. That's all that matters. You know the truth. You don't need to prove anything to anybody. Because what's going to happen is if you try to get everybody on your side, which you don't need everybody on your side, you are going to have people that are going to support you anyways. You'll see who's there that genuinely cares and who will genuinely support you. So with that being said, don't make that mistake. If you haven't left yet, just know that you'll endure that. Just know that there are going to be people, even it could even be blood, that will tell you that, you know, that will make you question if what you did was right. But I will say this, it doesn't matter if somebody's on drugs, it doesn't matter if somebody's like physically abusive or whatever the case may be. If you're no longer happy, if you're genuinely unhappy and you have a right to leave, nobody has the right to tell you otherwise. So you stay strong. And, you know, maybe these people have your best interest when they tell you this. But you, with all due respect, you know what's best for you. You were the one that went through all of this chaos. And you knew that it was time to leave. I really do want to touch more on narcissists. And I will... Actually, I'm going to be inviting a few people who have um, experienced narcissistic abuse. Um, I would definitely like to get some insight on a lot of these uh, situations and and things like that. Because, you know, as far as um, leaving any type of relationship... You know, you don't have to stay with somebody 
if you are not happy. I mean, I get it. For better or for worse, till death do us part. But if matrimony is dead, why are you still staying? Nobody wants to get divorced, but at the same time, life is too short for you to be miserable. So, with that being said, that is actually all I have for you guys for tonight. I wanted to kind of go over this really quick. This is something new that I learned. This is something that I realized that I shouldn't do. And I definitely wanted to share it with all of you guys because... I've been making these mistakes. And as I mentioned, I'm not exactly where I want to be. But I know that I'm getting there. I know that I want happiness. And when I say happiness, I no longer want to feel like I'm confined anywhere. Or, you know, having that feeling like you're being suffocated or you're... just not able to be yourself that's a horrible feeling you know you should be you should be happy and you should feel free to be who you are nobody should ever tell you or dictate to you you know how you should be and that's actually one thing that um was said in that video was if there's ever anybody that's dictating how you should be or your feelings. And it's funny because I've mentioned that a few times. And I've told people that I cannot stand it when somebody tells me that I should or should not feel a certain way. Because that is actually a characteristic of a narcissist. Especially if, you know, like, uh, you, she had mentioned, you'll find that in a narcissistic abuse, you'll find the one that's the narcissist usually begins, you know, attacking with you statements. The victim usually says, well, I feel. And instead of really, you know, uh, touching base on how they feel, the narcissist is so quick to say you, you, you. But like I said, I wanted to go ahead and really touch based on that whole thing. Um, I will have a little bit more and I'm actually learning more about that. Um, I do recommend as well, uh, I've mentioned for the last few podcasts that I've been attempting to, you know, um, get family therapy, but it really hasn't been effective or not effective, but I haven't been able to, you know, have anybody, um, accept new patients. So it's been very, very frustrating. So, um, there are some resources that you can, um, you can look up. They do have the uh, Narcotics Anonymous, um, you know, website for support groups for codependents. Um, I'm going to be starting a few new books, and I'll be sharing with you guys. And um, I'm doing my best to really understand, uh, you know, not just 
the behaviors of my ex-husband. Um, actually, I don't really need to look that up anymore. But also, maybe there's certain things that I need to work on myself. Um, as far as uh, dealing with a um, person that is an addict, you know, whether we want to admit it or not, we are recovering codependence. And I do find myself having that codependent um, tendency from time to time. So I really try to, you know, educate myself on those certain behaviors. And once I recognize myself doing it, I'm doing my best to, um, you know, really keep that in check. So once again, thanks for listening to another late night episode of Still I Rise. Until next time, take care and I am here for you.